This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. It's not so bad now, but I've been to spin this morning, hence the very red face for people on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) And then I got into an ice-covered cold swimming pool afterwards. I have no words. And I'm still red in the face, having plunged myself into minus temperatures. I've got nothing to say to you. You're insane. (laughs) (laughs) Right, on with the show. Hello and welcome to The Great Indoors. The podcast which reveals everything you ever needed to know about interiors and explains how to make it all really work for you in your home. I'm Kate Watson-Smythe. And I'm Sophie Robinson. And today... We are very excited to be bringing you an interview with Jules Haynes of the Haynes Collection. Now, Jules, well, she's a pioneer in saving metres and metres of designer fabric from landfill. So she's not only out to save the planet, but uh, out to save in our pockets too. So can't wait to deep dive with her. But first of all, Kate, before we get stuck into that, I want to know, are you feeling springy? Here we are, March, finally. I mean, I absolutely hate January and February. But now I'm seeing the light. My little bulbs are poking through. The daffodils are smiling at me through my window. Have you got all the springtime feels? I don't know where to start with that. I don't like daffodils. <laughs> um, I've just spent so much money upgrading my heating and my windows. So I'm, I'm frankly, we're quite cosy in winter. <laughs> It's time to coax you outdoors because, as you'll know from my vision board that I shared, what the one about world domination? That's the only thing I saw. That's the only bit you remember, isn't it? World domination. Yeah, well, you know, I'm getting on with that. I'm getting on with that slowly. How are you? Do let me know how that's coming along. But the big thing that was on that vision board for me was gardening. And uh, anybody who knows me well will know that I'm not green fingered. I've I I can mow some grass. 
That's the opposite of green finger. That's literally cutting it down. Oh, I know. Well, actually, interestingly, it was only the other week when we got some blue skies. I took to the brambles with the hedge cutter. I can highly recommend. Oh, I was literally like, good morning, Vietnam. I was like, take that, you brambles. Oh, it felt so good. So I've been in like the heavy destruction mode. I've done that. I've done all my clearing and my pruning. And now I'm really excited to start getting creative. So we've got some really exciting things happening. We've got, um, I've had the landscapers around and I'm having some brick paving put in. So we're going to have a lovely little paving area outside the kitchen. So I can have my morning coffee, not on like wobbly cobbles. Got a lot of wobbly, cobbly rubble. You know, anybody who's done a renovation will know that when we rendered the outside of the house and gave it a paint and everything I was just left with flower beds full of weeds rubble everywhere it's total destruction of the garden it's totally destruction yeah exactly so now I've got to get a bit of like it's just all been like you spend and save you spend and save and I haven't had the money but it's I've saved and I'm ready to get bricks I'm just so excited about my brick paving so I can sit and have my morning coffee on a nice flat surface. I can't tell you these little wins. And then... Are you building a running track? Because one coffee and you're really (laughs) speedy. So, you know, you've got the land. Have your nice little patio for your morning coffee. And then a running track. You can lap the pond. (laughs) (laughs) But then I'm going to get into my beds. I'm going to get into my beds next. I beg your pardon. And my flower beds. My flower beds. Oh, right. Yeah. So I just want... I don't know. I just wanted to share that I'm, I'm glad that we're out of the gloomy winter months. And anybody who's following me on Instagram, there'll be lots of gardening content, FYI. I have what I think is euphemistically called a town garden. I believe the Americans might call it a yard. Um, It's a small paved area, which is currently quite horrible and filled with building materials. But um, I, I mean, I love that. The look I would like to go for is sort of cobbles or nice paving stones. And I think you can have lots of, greenery so it'll look eventually possibly not this year but next year kind of green and pretty and I'm thinking you know Parisian morning coffee croissant yeah but what I have learned it's all about the coffee on the patio in the morning isn't it it's all about that about the coffee yes um what I have learned from previous attempts at this is that I am never going to water my tubs I just forget (laughs) it's not going to happen so there'll be no tubs. I think I've got to lift flagstones and mm. plant things directly in the earth. And I also think that part of my budget when I get into that is going to have to be some sort of irrigation because mm. I just, for about three days, I put on the big floppy straw hat and I fill the lovely expensive watering can. Yeah, you galvanised watering can, lovely. Fill it, yeah. float mm. around, deadhead yes. a rose, lovely. Oh. Three days later, I'm like, somebody water the garden. Dead, where's the cat? Somebody feed the cat who's hanging the laundry out. It's all gone wrong. So I know that about myself now. So there will there will be irrigation systems in place. And that's probably where the money's going. Well, look, to be fair to you, you know, you have... I mean, how how long have you been in your house now? It's not long, is it? It will be coming up five five months. Yeah. Five months. Come on, sister. I don't think you need to be worrying about your garden yet. I've lived here for seven years and I'm only just getting inspired to get in. <laughs> okay, I've got garden. time. I've got time. <laughs> I've got time. I'll give you a break. Yeah, Thank I think you. you've got to get your house in order. Yes. And I yes. feel like I I feel like I've got there. Getting that conservatory done before Christmas was like the final push. So the house is in order. 
And now it's time to get outdoors. So on that note, I think we'll come back indoors. And anyone familiar with my blog will know that I've been writing about Jules Haynes for ages. She gathers up leftover designer fabric from design projects along with seconds, wallpapers and other high-end home accessories and sells them for a fraction of the original price. Now, Jules, to date, you have saved nearly 22,000 metres of fabric from landfill, which, as your Instagram proudly announces, is the length of about 107 London tube trains, or enough fabric to make more than 10,000 pairs of jeans. So, Jules, how did you get into this? Well, I used to work for a textile designer, so I learned firsthand how much waste there was in the industry and whether that's from the printing process, because much like the printer paper that you put, you know, in your printer at home, it might not always come out the right colour. Um, exactly the same thing happens um, with fabric and happens a lot. And also make the makeup process. So when you're making a pair of curtains, you need to pattern match. You normally have to overorder to make sure that that all goes to plan. And so, you know, there's there's remnants, there's um, metres of wastage. Um, and now being part of it, I know even more how bad it is. So I used to physically take home all the waste from my job, get on the tube with with bags of remnants because I couldn't see it go into the bin. And then a few years later, you know, after kids, etc., there was a chance pop-up actually in my town and um, there was a big sale sign in the shop window and I chatted to the guy in there and he made high-end curtains and upholstery And he said, I'm just left with this stuff. My clients don't want it back and I can't see it being thrown. You know, some of it is sort of £350 a metre. And he said, you know, so every year I do this sale, but it costs me money to hire the shop, get my team to measure it. I have to physically be here for a week. So he said, in the end, I don't make any money, but I'm just happy to see that it's, you know, doesn't go to landfill. And obviously I bought some, I bought loads. Because um, um, <laughs> you, you hadn't hoarded enough already. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. And yes, yeah, so I took his business card and thought on the way home, I thought, it's crazy. Why isn't there like a Vestier Collective, like a, a high-end resale platform for the trade um, who don't want to be dealing with all this waste that, as this guy quite rightly said, it isn't even his. You know, it's his clients who don't want it back. So that was the start of it. So what I'm hearing first up before we get into this is you're really passionate about fabric. That's what I'm hearing. And me too. So um, in a way, it's kind of really lovely that, that you've got into this because you love pattern and textiles and interiors and furnishing. And I guess we do too. And a lot of our listeners do too. But what's really lovely is you've seen quite a unique opportunity rather than just opening up a fabric shop or a curtain and blinds making shop or whatever is to... is I kind of can't believe, Jules, that you're the first person to do this. It seems like such an obvious thing. I know, I know. And even three years on, so we've been going for three years. And actually, I have to add that what's really lovely is you guys were the first people to ever publicly mention us. Like the first people, January, I think it was January 2020. And I got a message from a friend saying, have you listened to the latest um, podcast? Um, And I I just, I've actually got recording of my reaction when I heard you guys (laughs) talk about me. I was so, honestly, so thrilled. And it's so lovely. And thank you for having me, you know, three years on. But yeah, three years on still, nobody is doing it. I mean, there's sort of, there's mill shops and and places like that. but, But our core mission is to help reduce waste in the interiors industry. So we will collect small scraps, you know, as, as Kate was saying, could be just um, one metre, it could be half a metre. We actually almost 
also have a remnant section on our website. So remnants of remnants. Um, but we also work with the big design companies like Linwood and Sanderson, um, Fomoy, Christopher, Pierre Frey. And so on that side, we've got high volume. So if anyone wants to also do a pair of curtains, um, you know, they can find fabric on our website. But yes, yeah, you know, still we're the only people sort of banging on about textile waste it's extraordinary isn't it yeah well we try and sort of on a monday night at 6 30 we have a, a drop which is when we add in our new stock so we add in um 40 to 50 new products every monday night and that sort of cyber elbows um for fastest fingers first um because we give a little preview um on our instagram um on the stories that day and also on the newsletter but the people who are on, they do it, they buy it within two minutes. I don't know how they do it. They sort of, everybody has to stop. And at 6.30 on a Monday evening, um, they manage to get what they need. But it's lovely. It's exciting. And it's interesting because, as you say, there are mill shops, but that, that would tend to be one particular designer might have a sale of their particular stuff. What I think is you're almost like a department store because you have all the brands and you're always adding to it. So there's a real... There's a real way to rummage. And for anyone who's not familiar with the site, you can put in filters. So if you want pink stripes or purple floral, you can sort of narrow down the vast choice to, to what you might be looking for, um, which helps because there's, you know, you've got an increasing amount of stuff on there, haven't you? Can I just ask roughly what's the what's the sort of discount that people are getting on a fabric? It's about 40% off. We work on behalf of the people that we partner with. So it could be it could be more, um, but it's approximately 40% off. So yeah, nearly nearly half price. And I think particularly I, we find a lot of people who have come to the end of the end of their renovation and sadly all the budget's gone because you're rewiring and, and replumbing and um so it's a really good um aside from the environmental side of it where you're obviously reducing waste but it's a great way to sort of be a bit more thrifty when maybe the budget has gone on to other things but you want it to be beautiful It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Can we just take it back a bit to the waste? We all know the interiors industry is is extremely wasteful, but you know, obviously I'm I'm doing my house at the moment. And so when it comes to ordering tiles, you know, they always say order 10% ex, uh, extra for wastage and breakage and cuts and and the same with wallpaper. You know, I did an online wallpaper calculator for my bathroom um, and I bought three rolls of paper and the decorator came and went, well, that hasn't allowed for the fact that you need a full drop where the window is. You know, I'd assumed I could cut a bit at the top and cut a bit at the bottom. And he's like, no, that's a full drop. So you're going to need more for pattern match and wastage. There seems to me 
that there's no way round that initial wastage. But then if you are left with 10% or less, you know, I've just tiled my bathroom and I've got some leftover tiles because there was very little wastage. It's about a square metre. What am I going to do with that? You know, that isn't enough for another project. And, you know, there's only so many coasters that I can use. I would just say on anything like that, obviously we're talking fabrics with jewels, but anything like tiles and paint stuff, free cycle it or Facebook Marketplace, get it gone. Because that little square metre of tiles could be somebody's little bathroom splashback or the area behind their oven. So I think that's the thing we've got to realise is too many people think, oh, I don't need this chuck it into landfill yeah exactly and what you've identified Jules is there's loads of people who just need a little bit or you know can't afford I mean I had some Burton May tiles left over I mean they're hugely expensive but I only had a little bit and do you know what I ended up giving them to someone who was just doing their downstairs loo and they only needed like just over a square meter and so they were perfect and I was just happy to see them be used for example in that scenario so I think we shouldn't underestimate that even the smallest bit of waste can be useful but what you've done Jules is take the hassle I mean it's all very well for me or Kate to stick our Reno stuff on Facebook marketplace but what you're dealing with is companies who don't have the capacity as you said with the guy that you met um, that kind of like sparked this whole idea to get it out there so it's a total win-win do you want to give us a little bit more insight into what we're talking about in terms have you got any facts because I know Kate Watson Smythe she loves a stat go on hit us with some stats definitely well interestingly and actually not surprisingly there's not that much research on interiors, textile, home textile waste. Obviously, we know loads about fashion textiles. And a recent report said that 42% of textile waste in UK landfill, 42% is from the home and the rest is fashion textiles. So that's a huge amount. So that obviously covers duvets, curtains, but it's all from our, our industry and it's all something that we need to focus on. And if you think proportionally, how much you know about fashion textile waste, etc., you don't know the same about about home textile waste. And I actually went back and spoke to um, Rap, who do lots of the research, and, and basically said, look, you're the ones that told me that, that it was really bad. And, you know, is there going to be more of a focus on this now? And what's quite interesting is they've got a sort of Textiles 2030 initiative um, that big brands are beginning to get on board. And it's about um, accelerating the conversations of how we can be more circular within textiles. And they have big brands um, like um, Danelm and Hillary's. And I think that's just really positive. It, it shows that now this is the kind of thing that needs to be at the forefront of their mind. And there are some, you know, home textile brands as well that are beginning to do really amazing things. For Moy, for example, you know, all of the plastic bags that their rolls come in, that's all sugarcane. They're def- they're going to be having sugarcane cable ties. Um, I went around the factory. They they save every tiny scrap. Um, and I just think by all of us talking about this and sharing this information, it allows other people to go, oh, hey, actually, maybe we can do that in our manufacturing. And I, I think we should probably just deal with the issue of landfill because I think people listening might think, but, you know, I've got a cotton duvet cover or some linen curtains, isn't that sort of fairly natural and isn't it going to break down or a wool carpet? But obviously it's not. I mean, has everything got plastic in it or plastic backing? That means it's not 
going to disintegrate. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I mean, they found out that we have plastic in us. I mean, plastic yeah. particles are everywhere. <laughs> but um, no, I, I totally agree. And I think sometimes we forget as consumers how powerful we are. The, the reason that these companies exist is because we buy from them. So if we turn around and say, look, I'm only going to buy natural fabrics. I only want um, packaging that arrives on my doorstep that is biodegradable or um you know i can reuse by us collectively using our voices they're gonna have to turn around and listen because they need us to to continue as a business and i and i think i really feel like you know even since we started in 2020 things are definitely moving on and it's it's beginning to ramp up the the interest and the conversation It's really interesting, isn't it? Because it's, as you talk about Fairmoy, so very, very high-end fabric brand. I mean, they're up in the sort of 300 pounds a square metre. So, I, you know, it's those brands are finding ways to make waste or they can afford to do it. Um, I'm encouraged by the fact that you say that Hillary's and Dunelm are coming in because that's, that's the high volume. It's high volume, much more affordable. And that's where we need the changes. Because I think, you know, those people who can afford Pierre Frey, very expensive fabric, you know, can afford to pay a bit more if they need their packaging to be biodegradable. But it's 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 the high street end that we really need to. Ta- I mean, it's the same with fast fashion, isn't it? But yeah. And I think it's quite hard to as as somebody who just wants to furnish their home in a sort of low impact way. It's quite hard to sort of find all the answers in one place and that's another thing that we're trying to do you know we've obviously got the the secondhand remnant section um but we've also got a part of our website called Haynes Curates where we align with small designers who are being conscious and as low impact as possible so that originally people came to us and they said Jules I've got a big bay window and I need 30 meters and, and you haven't got quite enough in in this colorway um but by working with these designers we're then able to offer um that you know they could have 200 meters if they wanted but they know that the fabric is 100% um, natural, that the dyes that are used um, are natural and all of those small elements that add up to be important and, you know, day by day are being important to us as well. So Jules, you've obviously, you know, it started off with fabric. It's then going into wallpaper. I see you've got some lighting and some mirrors. Are you going to be expanding into any other areas? Yes, absolutely. I mean, the, the whole big pipe dream is to to cover it all so we've done furniture we do sort of small collections see how it goes we have just launched hardware so last month you can get your knobs and knockers from us but where do they come from well interestingly so we work with a high-end interior designer um based in london and originally the idea came because they they give us lights and things like that and they said oh look and actually I must add that anyone that gives us something maybe their client changed their mind or something and they didn't pay for it and they don't want the revenue back then a proportion of the sale will go to charity because of that so when we're given something we're then able to donate charity which which I love I used to work for charity so that excites me as well so they gave us some huge really high-end like doorknobs and things like that and are these secondhand because obviously the fabrics that you're selling are all new honestly when you get to the top of the luxury industry there is so much brand new waste so much waste and you know it's it's quite often I know there's an over order I mean one story is I was called up by somebody and she said uh, interior designer said look if you can come to Mayfair next week we've got lots of wallpaper and I sort of went up in in my small car and and said oh great yeah yeah I'll see you there it turned out these 
beautiful Philip Jeffrey silk wallpaper, all of the stuff. Some of the rolls that we came back with retail at over a thousand pounds a roll. They're still in their cellophane. And I said to, I'm so thrilled that, you know, you contact us, probably easier for you that I come and collect it than you take it to a charity shop or something. And she said, oh, oh no, 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 they were just going to go in the skit. Oh, like, Jules. <laughs> so you've got to educate the interior designers as well, like everybody. And I know we have loads of designers listening to this podcast. So come on, people. Don't put it in the skip. Exactly. We're here. We're making it easy. Exactly. And I think, you know, loads of them don't know that there's an easy option. And that's what we want to provide. So we had all these beautiful door pulls and and things like that. So then we went to Plank Hardware and um, spoke to them and they have over orders. And so often um, it'll either be discontinued, end of line, over orders. So we have lots of um, their stuff as well. And then we're talking, we've been in talks with a bathroom company who have tiles and they said you know we have boxes boxes of these tiles um for some reason you know just it didn't take off or again it's over orders she said we have them on our clearance website but you know the particularly the luxury industry which is why I sort of mainly focus on that is because they don't really want to have a clearance section their clients who come to their beautiful high-end website they, they're not probably not looking for clearance. Well, and also, I mean, they probably feel it downgrades them if there's the sort of bargain bin at the side. Exactly, it's, yes, exactly. It's not, not the look they want, yeah. That is yeah. so fascinating because I love a bargain. <laughs> oh, my goodness, I love a bargain. And just, um, and the thought that you're getting something from, you know, a luxury item that maybe you would just never be able to afford before... Oh, it's giving me all the thrills. And so we've got tiles coming up. At the end of this month, we're going to be selling tiles. I I remember talking to you about that a bathroom in the last house I was like Jules I've got too many tiles take them and you were like at the moment I can't yes you started this Kate and so I I guess you can expand I mean I'm obviously married to a builder so I sort of see a little bit about what I mean building race I'm sure isn't going to be your thing I mean that's somebody Mm. else needs to do that all the extra because what it is which I'm guessing might be the same for your high-end luxury interior designers is you can't not have enough like it totally messes up the build so my husband's always like you've got to make sure the taps are on site the tiles are on site the light switches are on site because if they're not or if there isn't enough then it ends up costing you money because the electrician then has to come back and refit them or the carpenter has to come back and refit them but it does mean you end up with this waste and even small building sites because I mean I'm not talking about luxury building sites here small building sites you end up with extra taps there's always extra lighting and plug, plug sockets left over and again if you've got designer ones and they just go in the skip with everything else. Well, and there's the other thing with the fabric over and under ordering. I'm taking a punt having under ordered the wallpaper that the extra rolls that come will be from the same batch. I mean, I'm not going to notice if... Kate. Well, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Do you know why it'll be fine? Risky. Because light and shadow in a room. It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, but but there is that. You can see why there's a way. It's, you know, if, if I was operating a really high-end project for a client and the wallpaper had fallen short, then I would have probably had to make the complete order again and wasted the original order. Whereas I'm just going to add a bit on and go, oh, it's darker in that corner, isn't it? Well, that's the way the light falls. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But if you're working for other people and you're being paid as an interior designer, you can't afford the colours to be off or something to be late or not matching. So you can see why the waste comes. And there's also a movement. I'm beginning to see more and more about how bad cotton is are you sensing 
a, a change in the kinds of fabrics people are wanting to use. So linen is more natural, cotton uses a huge amount of water. Are there changes there or is that are we not there yet? I probably sit in the area that's the luxury area where everyone just wants linen like that because you know it's the best etc i think there's um a lot of mixes people sort of feel comfortable with it as long as it's natural that's better and i i'm kind of aware that there's lots of advancement on how they you know handle um the cotton and things like that to actually lower the impact and now with all of these um you know with the high awareness of climate change and I think lots of people have more processes during the manufacture to make sure that they are lowering their impact. Oh Jules I just love your passion and your drive in this area and I think you're really switching things up you're a proper game changer and I know our audience of interior designers I'm just shouting out please get in touch with Jules and pass on your waist to her and then for all the rest of us Monday 6.30. I'm here for the drop. <laughs> exactly. And that is UK time. I know you have listeners who are abroad as well. So um, yes. Do you post abroad? Do you do you post out? Yeah, we, we, we go internationally. And actually, I'm going to um, America in April to High Point Market. And I'm on a panel talking about waste. And that's really exciting for me to be able to sort of start those conversations in the US as well, because I get the impression that that uh, Europe's a bit more into it. So, um, yes, and we yeah, we ship worldwide. So if you want to catch up with Jules's Monday Fabric Drop on Instagram, that's at Haynes underscore collection, H-A-I-N-E-S, and the website haynescollection.co.uk if you just want perhaps a more leisurely browse without the pressure of having to get in there and grab it really quickly. And of course, if you want to follow us, I'm Mad About the House and she's Sophie Robinson Interiors. And Jules, that just leaves me to thank you so much for your time and your insights and for switching up the industry. It's been an absolute joy to speak with you. Oh, thank you, both of you. I really appreciate it. But for now, thanks to our producer, Sarah Cudden of Feast Collective. And thanks so much to you, our lovely listeners, for tuning in. And we'll see you in the great indoors. <laughs>